G'day listeners, it's Peps again, and now we have for you the 2022 season preview for the mighty Brisbane Lions. Will it be the season that this group of terrifying cats roar to premiership victory, or will they be pussy minnows and not achieve any success whatsoever? I'm not the man to go through this. I have to hand it to the expert. Listen, the feedback that we got about this guy last year was over the top. They said, we want him back. There's only one bloke that we want back. We want we want Brooksy back. So I've got him back. James Brooks, everybody. He's back. The season 22. Welcome to Lace Out. It's good to be back. And yep, did you ever it? think this time last year when we were having a chat that the Ds would eventually get away with the jockeys? I can tell you what, there's two people in the room and it wasn't you that was extremely surprised at the end <laughs> of the year, all right? Oh, look, it was just one of those teams, one of those things. Our teams met up in the final series last year. And I, I think due to a couple of, um, just a couple of misdemeanors in that final, the result could have been completely different. Charlie Cameron, absolutely new one in that first quarter. Uh, but there was a, a key injury that happened and I think that, that made it too hard to climb back. 100%. And then you have that absolute... Ball burster of a, a game against the Doggies, which I'll get your feedback on as well, which very, very stiff not to lose. And Mr. Ice in his veins uh, went early one week, Bailey Smith, and didn't do a thing in the grand final. So it melted. Hey, how do you see the Lions looking uh, like 2022? Let's just get straight into it. What are your thoughts, opinions? What are you hearing? What's, the, uh, what's on the grapevine? Feeling good. I uh, went to a couple of intra clubs over the last couple of weeks and everything looks good. I don't know. I was cautiously optimistic last year, but I'm a bit more like it's got to be this year or next year, I think, if we want to really contend with the list we've got. But there's a handful of teams that can really get there again, including yours again. So it's going to be tough, but I think, I think we're in with a good shot this year, I hope. And look, I really appreciate you saying that because it's not very often that we roll these season previews out saying, yeah, there are a few teams that can win it, including yours. I haven't heard that before, so I'm just enjoying it for what it is. But look, your team were awesome last year. Went 15 and seven. Zorko takes out another uh, BNF, which is his fifth. Yeah. Um, you, you Sam. Unfortunately, you went Sam Stoza straight sets in that final series, which has happened a couple of times now, and it's a little bit, a little bit concerning. But you have got a great list, and you know, you look at some of these names that you've got there. Uh, you've got Mr. You've got the shotgun master himself, Reith Matheson, the person everybody loves to hate. Um, but just you know, Zorko, McCluggage, Rayner will hopefully come back. Zorko, Brandon Stasevich has been magnificent. Uh, the serial pest in uh, Mitch Robinson, he's there as well too. Birchall unfortunately goes, uh, which makes a little bit difference. You've got a bloody um, Brownlow medalist from a couple of years back. Uh, what more? What more? Can, uh, excuse me, Lockie Neal, I forgot his name, but I've backed in. Zach Bailey, what more, what more can this group of collective Lions do to, to take out Prem? What's the missing ingredient? <sighs> Staying on the park. Yep. Staying on the park is the big one. Uh, we've been pretty, pretty good with the injuries the last couple of years. Um, last year, obviously, you asked me this time last year, who's going to have a breakout season? Who's it going to be? And I said Cam Rayner. And then two hours later, he blew his knee out. So that was... <laughs> <laughs> nice did say that. Um, so if if we can get Rain to stay on the park, Hipwood should come back between round five and ten. 
just keeping people fit and then just decision making in key moments. That's what let us down. As you alluded to, when we played you guys, McStay went down with that caved in head and we just didn't know what to do from there because we had no one to kick it to. We just relied on an old game plan that relied on McStay being there and he just wasn't there. So we coughed up against you, cracking game the following week against the the dogs where we lost by a point and um, I've been crying ever since. And it's kind of interesting. You'd say that, oh, you made the, it's not about the prelim. I reckon the prelim is the toughest loss because whatever happens on, we saw what happens on grand final day, anything can happen, but actually just getting there is the tough one. And to go out the way you did, Absolute shocker. And especially the way that it all eventuated towards the back end was really tough. But the thing is that you had the highest percentage of all the clubs last year as well too. So you have got the firepower up front. And I think when Hipwood went down, from an outsider's perspective, I reckon that's where your season went backwards. Raynard, yes. But when Danaher and Hipwood were together, that's two pretty athletic blokes that a back line has to cover. And for a good portion of the season, they weren't able to do that. When he went down, it's all the pressure back on the Danaher. And it was very similar to Aaron Norton when Bruce went down. Just wasn't able to, to um, handle it as well as you would have liked. And that means that you know, there's other people that have to try and stand up and make up for those goals that, that Hipper um, made. So fingers crossed, get him on the park and keep him up until at least preliminary final weekend. And the result will be fingers crossed you've got one extra week. Yeah, so what have you seen? Yeah, so what's caught your eye so far? You've been to a couple intra clubs. Who's caught your eye? Where? What? Who do? We, who do the Brisbane supporters out there need to be excited about? <laughs> I'm, I loathe to say Cam Rayner again after what happened last year. No, 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 no. He's not listening to this, so there's no, <laughs> there's no jinx at all. Uh, no, he he's looking really good. Uh, Nakia Cockatoo with a full preseason under his belt looks really good as well. He's been playing in the, I guess, in the likely versus unlikely. Starting 22, he's been playing in the likely and he's lost a bit of weight getting to contests, um, exploding out of packs. He's looking really, really good. And Lockie Neal, now that I know it's, it's hard to say that he's going to go to another level because he's already got a brown low, but last year was well below his efforts with he had a, a foot and a shoulder and a back and an ankle. Um, but he's looking really good. He's lost a few kilos as well. And we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, between Rayner, Neal, Cockatoo, that's that's really strengthened up our midfield, and I'm looking forward to Zach Bailey taking another step as well. Well, I had him down, so I had I had um, I had Bailey down. You, you can't ask for much more from people. Such when I say can't ask for much more, you can't be happier than what Lincoln McCarthy's been able to produce. Jared Lyons, considering that you got in for a, a packet of steak knives and a Sunny Boy, basically yeah. got in for nothing. But then you've got to love the one of the best names in the AFL, McCluggage. Yeah, bags. How is McLuggage just comes second in the BNF and doesn't lose it by much? Like he, he, you can, he, he was going to be a good player, but he's just getting better and better. He's got a big rig that he can actually, um, which actually gets him through games as well too, and protects him. What, yeah. what are the hopes for this guy? Is he a future captain? I'm going to go throw it that far. Is he the future captain for your mob? Uh, I think Harris Andrews will be next captain and I think Jared Berry will probably take the mantle after that, if not like some sort of co-captain situation. But the Bags has been in the leadership group for a while. He um He's the closest thing to Simon Black that I can remember, just the way he moves through contests, his delivery inside 50. The only thing that has let him down is he's finishing. He just he chokes in front of goals. I think he kicked 18-32 or 
Yeah. So that's the only thing he really needs to work on. And from all accounts, that's what he has been working on. But once you're in a game situation, it's completely different. So hey, turn I'm, that I'm, around. You turn I'm a that big to 3218. Yeah, I'm if you turn that the 3218 off a wing, that's uh, that's getting to all Australian. Well, if they put wingers in, maybe. Oh, yeah, don't start me on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like the Brownlow. Don't bother even going unless you play in the middle of the ground anymore. Um, now, you mentioned Harris Andrews. There was a bit of talk towards the end of last year or whatever that, you know, I want to say, is his, is his heart in it all there? It was, you know, he's not going right. He tends to have a bit of the sooks and so forth, et cetera. Is that just all media beat up or did that, was there a little bit, if you know what I'm saying, was there a little bit of uh, smoke to that fire? Uh, I think he he got easily frustrated, especially towards the back end of that year. He he did a knee against Adelaide, but sort of pushed through it. It was sort of like a, a mid-tier PCL. And that kept him, and he, in turn, I guess he overcompensated, did something to his ankle, so he wasn't getting to contests, wasn't doing all the stuff that we know that Harris Andrews can do, taking those intercept marks and sagging off his man and, and really making an impact, so... He knew that was getting pretty pissed off with himself, and I think in turn it made it. It did sort of spill into a little bit of um, spilt, like crying over spilt milk type behavior. But yeah, hopefully not the case this year. But that's that's frustrations, though, isn't it? Yeah. Let, 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 let's be honest. When, when you're frustrated, and we've all been through, even from a work perspective, sport perspective, when you when your body's not doing what you want it to do, or your performance isn't where you want it to be, and you know you're trying everything you possibly can, you just can't get to, to know what you want to produce. Of course, the frustrations, the thing is, is that you're in the middle of a, an oval where everybody can see you, and you've got a high-def camera focusing on everything that you're doing. It's going to get stand. And then you've got people who are you know, grandstand experts who are willing to give their opinion on everything. Um, yeah, it just gets raked over the coal. So look, it probably was a little bit to it, but you don't see everything that sits under it. So. Charlie Cameron. <laughs> I can see the smile on your face when I say the words Charlie Cameron. How good has this guy been for your mob? Oh, unbelievable. I mean, we've we've brought in a few players over the years, like you mentioned Lions before, but um, I, you, you speak to any kid up here in Brisbane and that is remotely interested in footy and their first question or the person they like is, is automatically Charlie Cameron. He puts bums on seats and when he's hot, he's hot, as you know. Oh, <laughs> we know. <laughs> We saw it yeah. when he's hot, he's hot, and then but, um, when he's not, he's he's not. Yeah, and he can get a, a big case of the sooks if things aren't going his way. His body language changes immediately, and it's a he starts playing for freeze and and all that sort of stuff, which I'd like for him to get out of his game. But I mean, it's a, it's a it's a package deal when the, when he's good with the bad, don't you? He's really good. Yeah. Um, you got to take the hey Lloyd. He did it for years, and he turned into a <laughs> hall of famer. So if he keeps, listen, you're going to get away with some of them. You're going to not. You're right. You got to take the good with the bad. Everybody has, you know, for all their audits. Hey, Clayton Oliver, perfect example, absolute gun in the midfield. Apparently, couldn't kick. Now he's been able to develop his game. It can happen. Just need the right people to talk to, etc. Now, Chris Fagan, how much pressure's on Fags because he's been able to get you to prelims and being not being able to take that next step where there's been other clubs that have been able to. Always at this time of the year, they're talking about clubs that are, have their coaches under most pressure. And for whatever reason, because in my eyes, he saved 
he saved the Brisbane Lions to a degree when he got up there. What's the 100%. what's what's the what's the feeling up there regarding oh. Chris Fagan and everybody loves Fags. Yep. yep. Everybody loves Fags. What I love about him. Tell tell us what we're not hearing. Oh, he's just he's your dad. He's everyone's dad. He's just a, a just a nice old gentleman. Loves going for a walk. Always happy to say good day to everyone. He's got it like as you said. He saved the club. He's got enough credits in the bank that even if we go out in straight sets again this year, I don't think anyone's gonna turn on him horribly. Like you look at Chris Scott, and you know there's enough Geelong supporters out there that have had enough of Chris Scott, but he keeps getting them to finals. So it's I don't know that he's under a huge amount of pressure, but. I suppose if we do go out in straight sets again or, or fail to win a final, especially on our home turf, then there will be some questions raised, but I don't think yeah. there's going to be anything serious. But I think last year's final series, you were stiff. You were stiff in, in, in the first final against the Ds. Like you said, McStay goes down and then it just leaves a massive hole in, in your forward line. Puts all the pressure once again back on Dana Hood to save that. And at that stage, Charlie Cameron was on fire. He was lighting it up. Lockie Neal didn't get a touch for the first half and still ended up with 40-plus for the game. And then you go and play the doggies, and with a couple of minutes, you're, you're in front. You're, you're pretty much looking to be playing the Ds the week later, and Bailey Smith on his left from the boundary slots one, and then you get one, and then it just... That final drag race between Jeray and... Was it Charlie? And it was Charlie? Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. That final drag race at the end, I thought he was going to burn off Jeray right at the end. He just, he just, just couldn't get to where it was. Were you at the game? I was at the game, unfortunately. Yep. And um, generally, when you see Charlie one on one running back towards a ball, you back him in nine times out of ten. So I can only imagine how Taylor Jeray was feeling in that moment. Yep. <laughs> I every think that's a little bit of poo come out. Every backman who's ever been in that situation, it is the loneliest place you can be because. Everything has to go right for you not to be getting a spray from the coach at the end of the day. Uh, and like I said, they got him across the line. Didn't really help yeah. a week later, though, but we could go on. <laughs> we could talk about that another day. Hey, Dane Zorko, are you surprised that he's had five BNFs? Uh, I mean, a lot of those BNFs were when you could have won one, to be fair, Peps. We had. Oh, that's a bit <laughs> rough. I've got three coaches awards. <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't take a whole lot to win a B and F. Like he started in 2012 when we had the likes of Brent Maloney come up and Trent West decided to come up and play footy. We were sort of like the footballers' graveyard. Then anyone could have got a game. So that's not to take away from the the ones that he's thoroughly deserved. He has been the best player for us in a long time, but in a crew of not much else. So to win one last year is probably probably the best achievement because I thought. Yeah. Jared Lyons probably should have taken that away. I thought he was the most consistent. Yep. But um, he just keeps on keeping on. I think he's set to be captain again. And I'm hoping that these rumors are true, that he's been playing a couple of inch clubs off the halfback, and I think that'll suit him quite well. Yeah. How, how will it suit him? Because obviously we only see him on broadcast normally when we play our teams. You see him week in, week out, moving from a midfielder, because let's be honest, midfielders don't want to get out of that midfield. When they've been there for so long, that's my house. Yeah, friend, you're not taking it. To be pushed to half back, how is that going to help him? But more importantly, from a team perspective, I think that's just something Fags has been looking for for a long time. Is that sort of speed and dash off the half back that we haven't quite found? Uh, Kadeen Coleman's sort of made a, a bit of a spot there. He's got good kicking, um, but 
Zorko's got the speed, he's got good decision-making and, and can kick a nice ball. It, it will then free up another midfield spot for, for Jared Berry or Cam Rayner or Zach Bailey to, to move in there and get that speed in there as well. Yep. I just think his one-on-one defense might be a bit of an issue, um, but that's why we've got Andrews, Gardner and, and Marcus Adams to sort of play those floating roles and take those intercept marks. But I think it's just the, the line-breaking effort for Zorko that'll be good. Oh, nice. Is he deceptively quick? Oh, yeah. He's tiny. He he's, I guess I'm hoping he'll play that Caleb Daniel style role. He's, his yep. foot use won't be as good, but um, he's got the footy smarts and he's got a bit of line-breaking ability. Because it, it does at times look like he's running in a trench. Like he hasn't exactly got the longest legs, you must admit. So <laughs> no, it is just, no, it, it, he is quick. I never thought that he'd be quick, but hey, if it works and you like you said, that's where, that's where games are being won now, off halfback, which you would never thought because that's where teams want to load up. Every yeah, team, well, I mean, every, every team who's been a premiership team in the last, I'd say the last five years has had an absolute beast off halfback, okay? Johannesson in 2016, Richmond had Basher Hooley coming off there. Um, they had, I forgot about West Coast, but don't worry about Wet Toast. Um, <laughs> Melbourne had Salem coming off there as well too. So if you've got... You've got a gun halfback who can distribute. You're in a really good spot, which is awesome. And that's right always right. been Rich. That's always been Daniel Rich, but he's slow as a wet fortnight. So to have Zorko yeah, with similar capabilities, but a bit of speed will be will be super handy. But when when Daniel Rich can be slow because he kicks the ball 87 meters, which no one can outrun anybody. He kicks him 87 and about five meters off the ground. You don't have to be quick because you're getting the ball down there quick. He's, he's a machine. How many games is he up to now? Would he be close to 250? I think he may have pushed past 250. He'd be around the 250 mark for that, sure. That is, an, that is awesome because he's also he, – I, I could be wrong. Did, he's done a knee. Has he done a knee or has he had a yeah, pretty – Yeah, he did a knee, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, 2014 missed the whole year with that knee. So to get to 250, he's been a very consistent player for you and he's almost turned himself around a little bit because he was very midfieldy. Very, sorry, very midfieldy has gone to half back, and he's your key kicker outer at a full back as well too. Because like I said, when you can ping that thing as far as he can, and as strong as he can, why wouldn't it's you a be? It's a thing of beauty. And the hair, that hair <laughs> just flows. That's another thing as well too. All right, so looking at your group for this year, who's going to be the breakout for you? Who's going to be the one that's going to set the lights on fire? for the Lions in 2022 that maybe not many people know about? Well, you did sort of touch on him and he did get a, a little bit of recognition last year, but I really think Brandon Stasevich should be suiting up for an All-Australian year this year. He's mm. one-on-one defense down the back. He's taken on the best small forwards in the comp, doesn't like losing a contest, just a good old-fashioned footballer, which uh, there aren't too many left of. He's got the well, footy like brain. old man. Yeah. He's, he's like his old man. Like, he looks like his old man. He plays like his old man. He's just an honest, he's just an honest footballer. And he was one that you could see he was growing in confidence as the weeks went on. And even in the final series, he wasn't, he wasn't the worst floating around in your final series but at all. No, not at all. And he's only three, maybe four seasons in. So I'm pretty, pretty excited for what he can produce after another full preseason. Noah Answorth is coming back after two years with a groin. So 
he should add a bit of speed into that back line as well. And Nakaya Cockatoo, I'm really excited to see what Nakaya Cockatoo, we all know he's got all the potential in the world, but just has never been able to stay on the park. So he's got a full uh, pre-season, preseason under his belt and he's capable of anything. And what's really cool about Nakaya Cockatoo is uh, there's a guy in Ohio, in US, Craig Wessels, host of uh, a Yank on the Footy podcast. Yep. That is his favourite player, Nakaya Cockatoo. He's a Geelong supporter. And when I said, oh, so who's your favourite player? He goes, Nakaya Cockatoo. And he, that's not the best accent. But I'm like, hold on. You could have picked anybody from Geelong and you picked him out. He goes, yeah, I just like the way he handled himself. And it's a shame that he went to Brisbane. Like my heart was torn when he went to Brisbane. And I've never heard that about Nakaya Cockatoo because there was a lot of uh, raps on him. He's a big unit, can play, just hasn't had the greatest run with injury. And finally, finally, we might be actually be able to get there, which is just going to be pretty cool. Oh, fingers crossed. We've been able to do it so far with Link McCarthy and Joe Danaher. Yep. Um, so hopefully Nakaya can can follow suit. Rightio. So obviously we've got the breakout. Who's the breakdown? Who is it like they're going to get the tap on the shoulder? Bags is going to have a chat to him and say, look, I'm sorry, mate. It's 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 your last season. We, we can't get any more out of you. Who's, who's it going to be? Uh, not that he's not playing bad footy, but I think Robbo has set himself up for a life after footy quite well. And I think that that wing spot should open up for someone like a Jackson Pryor or or someone a bit younger to to start making their way through. I think yep. it I think it'll be Robbo's last year. Maybe, unfortunately, Ryan Lester, uh, okay. who's been a fantastic clubman. Um, nice utility, good footballer, but just struggles to get in the twenty two. Yep. Um I think those are probably the two main ones from our best 22. There'll be people that have played the odd game here and there that'll be shoved off, but no, no one too of note. Robert's so Mitchie's Mitch there for 2022. Uh, Leicester's out of contract. Where do you see someone like Marcus Adams? Because he was stiff not to play in a flag with the Doggies back in 2016. He's come up to your club. He finally he was looking really good. Gets injured again, unfortunately. It's almost like the tail of the tape for this bloke. Because he's actually a big unit. He's a big man to get around. And he slots in nicely. Is he going to do you see him locking down? It's a bit hard to lock down that full back spot because you've got Harris Andrews there. But where do you sort of see him as that seventh, that seventh backman? Or is he just there as you know, if something goes wrong, we've got that backup? He's the spare tire. No, I think I think Marcus Adams is best twenty two week in, week out. Because what he does between him and Gardner, they can take the key positions, which does allow Harris to sort of float a little bit and take those intercept marks. I think that's the way Fagan likes to play Harris. So that when someone like Marcus Adams or Dizzy Gardner does go down, then a Jack Jackson Payne comes in and hopefully fills that gap. But Marcus Adams is a jet. He he rarely loses a one on one. Um, he's as you said, he's carved of marvel. He's a strange dude, strange <laughs> dude, Marcus Adams. I when said, first, you keep going. When he first moved up, they offered him like, oh, you know, these people have got rooms if you want to stay with them, like members of the leadership group or teammates or whatever. And he goes, no, no, I prefer to live on my own. And then he's apparently the word is he spends his nights just walking the streets, and he's just like a big deep thinker. Doesn't sleep too much, just loves to walk the streets at night on his own and, and get some high-quality thinking done. He's a weed cat. 
I'd, but hey, I'd, if he's playing good footy, I don't know. Hey, if he's playing good footy, <laughs> crikey, every club's got one. Danny Southern did that for many, many years. <laughs> he, he had a head like a beaten favourite. Uh, and was a stable mate down at um, uh, the back line for the doggies for, for many years. Um, is, there, is there somebody that we don't know about? Because I'm looking at your list of, of players this year. And is there anybody on, on the list at the moment that may not be you know, front of mind when it comes to, uh, you know, starting 22, et cetera, but by the end of the year, you think that, hey, this guy, I've, I've seen him, and I know you said Rainer, but obviously be coming back from me, but is there somebody there that you go, oh, I can see something in this kid? He's going to be pushing 22, 23. Yeah, the, the two that come to mind are Kadeen Coleman. Yep. Um, who started in the forward line and then probably the last six or seven games moved back last year and just slotted in seamlessly. Yep. Um, good distributor by foot. Play, it was probably one of our best performers in the finals, actually. So I think a full season playing down back. And the other one that I mentioned before, Noah Answorth, two years out with a groin. Um, he was captain of the Oakley Chargers, then fractured his spine, took a year off, came up, then did his groin. But he um, his ball use is a bit poo, but he's he's going to be a really great footballer. And you've got some cracking names on here. You got the Berry Boys. I do like the Berry Boys. I must admit, Zach Bailey. Like you look at some of these names, and it's almost they're not world beaters, but they as a collective, they're just a strong unit. The Lions. Oh, I've I've got them again, top four, locked in, no doubt about it. You got the Gabba Factor, which is hard in itself. But you've just you go through these names, and yes, you've got a lot of that experience. But I don't see any real weak points. It just looked like a strong, tight unit led by a guy that people want to play for. Yeah, and that's yeah, what you need. It's it's nice actually. It's been the first year in a while that I've I've tried to put the twenty two together before the season started, and it's been a bit of a struggle. And there's some some good footballers missing out, so it's a nice problem to have. Who's going to be the who's going to be who's going to be the um the sad story? Do you think for twenty twenty two? I know you mentioned you think that uh, there's going to be a couple of people finishing up at the end of the year, and that's through no fault of their own. You know, Mitch Robinson as an example. But who's going to be the stiff one that you think that oh man, you're going to struggle to get in, which you would have thought might have been a shoe in many many you know last year, even the year before. Uh, I think Calamar Chi, who's been. Like starting twenty two for the last couple of years, I don't, I don't have him anywhere near our best twenty two at the moment. And as you mentioned, the Berry boys, I don't think Tom Be- Tom Berry. I love the way Tom Berry plays footy. Yep. Uh, his attack on the ball is amazing, but I can't see him breaking into that twenty two unless we really get smashed with injuries. And Jack Payne, as we know, is a is a high quality key defender. I wouldn't be surprised if he asked for a trade at the end of the year. Interesting. Think about that. And and any team that may pick him up is going to get a roll. Nice. And you've still got a couple of people that, are, you know, they're going to be there at least this year and next year. Like Reese, Reese Matheson is there. He's going to be at least for another couple of years. So is he is he just depth at this stage? He know like he knows he's the first one in. Yep. So if, if Neil goes down, if Lyons goes down, if Zorko goes down, then Reese Matheson's first one in. He got offered a four-year deal by the Suns. And if I were him, I probably would have taken that for, for good money. But he's a, he's a good club and a loyal footballer and he wanted to stick around. So he knows what the deal is. Yep. And as you said, he's the guy everyone loves to hate. If he wasn't on my team, I couldn't stack the book. <laughs> but 
but he's on my team, so I love him. <laughs> his, his nickname has to be Daffy, isn't it? <laughs> it's got to be Daffy Duck because the way that he just head down, head down, head down all the time, yeah. playing for freeze. I remember his first game he played against the D's. I think it might have been round, might have been round one or round two a number of years ago at the G. It was his first game, and he was just ducking, ducking. And oh, the MC, MCG was going to explode that day, and he pulled out the shotgun, and so the hate factor went up another yep. another hundred percent. It was out of control. All righty. I said it last year and we're going to do it again. We're putting the agates on the chopping board. We're putting your reputation at stake here. Sir, Mr. Brooks, who is your premier for 2022? I have to choose one, hey? <laughs> no, you can choose a couple. Because uh, it, it, it may not be as easy as people think because that's yeah, happened I previously on a couple where – I've got I've got one that stands out, but this wouldn't surprise me. Dogs, dogs, Port and us. Like I think us and Port, we've got a, a great rivalry over the years, going back to t- 2004 and even before that with um, those that three people. We knocked Port Adelaide yep. out a few times, so I think I think us and Port will be up there. I think the dogs will will want to be up there again. Yep. The only reason I'm not saying Melbourne is because it's hard to go back to back, but it can obviously be done. And I think. Oh. I think Richmond will be back, but I don't think they'll be a, a super threat to the Premiership. Oh, I like the honesty. I like the honesty, and it's an easy it's an easy go to go with the reigning Premier. You're right; it's it's hard to go back to back. I think the only thing that's a little bit different is they didn't play it at Melbourne. They didn't play it at the G. So I think that they're really hungry for that. But when you yeah. look at those three teams, Dogs, Port, and Brisbane, chuck the D's in there. You've you've got my top four. Already for, yeah. for for my later prediction, and I don't think it's it's virtually going to be the same. The difference being the doggies scraping in because remember they fell out in the last round last year. And I do Geelong, great Geelong, game for Brisbane. Yeah, uh, exactly right. So <laughs> I I definitely think that'll be the top four, and it'd be actually kind of nice to have them swapped around the other way. So Melbourne play Port first time round, and you play the dogs and sort of swing it and see how that sort of rolls out. But let's not count the chickens too early. Coleman medalist, my my friend. Who's going to be your Coleman medalist for this year? Toby Green. Well, now, you know he is missing the first, I think, four weeks of the year, so it's going to be a little bit difficult, but you've got lots of confidence. He's he going to have a big chip on his shoulder and he's going to want to kick some goals after that. I, I just got off the phone with uh, PM Bangers. That's, that was his name, PM Bangers, for the GWS. He's an absolute corker of like ever listen, but he said... Toby Green, the guy that everybody loves to hate, but would love to have him on his team. It, yeah. There's a lot of love for Toby. How good would it be if he has a full sack of potatoes sitting on his shoulder and he is going to destroy everybody? He'll be kung fu kicking everybody, kicking bags. There wouldn't be anything better, would he? Yeah, no, I think uh, I think he'll be in for a, a big year if he can manage to s- stop, you know, hurting people for fun. Yeah, just don't go near the umpires. Just just stay away from the ones in any other colour jumper besides your own. Brownlow medalist, who have you got locked in for a Brownlow? Jack Steele. Ooh, nice. What, what was it about Jack Steele that gets you a little bit excited when you watch him play? Uh, I guess I really like footballers that are just footballers, not athletes converted to footballers. And Jack Steele is a footballer. And the way he carries that team... He's a fantastic leader. I, I mean, anyone would love him on their team. I think he polled enough last year that I think he can take it to another level. I think Oliver and Petrarca will steal votes from each other, unfortunately. Um, so I think Steele, Steele's there to, to take it. 
And, and the Saints can win enough matches. I was just about to say, there's no one else to steal votes from him. Yep. <laughs> and the only bloke that did take votes off him is now at Melbourne. So, well, there you go. So there you go. Uh, How's that for a freebie, by oh, the way? Oh, just take him. Just take him. Hey, hold on. 11 Brownlow votes in 12 games. We don't need you. But I don't think he was too keen to – he wasn't too keen to sign on anyway. So he's probably sitting back going, how good is this? I've gone to the reigning premier. I only need one of the two of these to go down and my game's going to get another level. And I've got the best kicking coach in Mark Williams to sh- finally teach me how to kick, which is a headline. Give me a headline oh, at you. the end of the year. 2022, end of the season comes along. What's the headline? Front page of the Brisbane Times, Herald Sun for the Brisbane Lions. Uh, Chris Fagan finally breaks finals hoodoo. Gets through to first grand final in 20 years. Gets through or wins? Gets through. Oh, <laughs> not going too early. Beautiful. Uh, I'll wait for the week after. You've got to wait for you got As long as they don't do the two-week wait again, that's oh. a fast. Hey, last question I will ask. Pre-final buy. Keep it, scrap it. Scrap it because it's scrap been unkind it. to us. <laughs> it's it's no, been it's horribly fair. unkind to us. No, but I, I think you've got a fair point there. You know, the whole reason to get top two or top four is to get that second chance and get that week off. As soon as yep. they brought that in, doesn't doesn't work for it. Now, what's your what's what's the go for you for the year? So you're obviously on the radio during the day. What's your sell to set up look up for the next um, you know, for twenty twenty two? Where can people hear about you? Where can people listen? Because they're probably listening on the radio, listening to this podcast. And I tell you what, I'm sick of listening to Peps. But James, he's got something about him. Where can they tune in, listen to your dulcet tones on a regular basis? Uh rebelfm.com.au, do a brekkie show every morning from 5 a.m. Queensland time through to 9. And then Saturdays uh, from 11 is the sports show. So a lot of banter uh, when the footy season comes along. We've been chatting a lot of cricket and Super Bowl lately. So pretty keen for the footy season to come back along and, and start bantering there too. Beautiful. And I'll be listening too. Hey, quick question, last, not totally non-related. Is cricket dead in Australia? Short form cricket should be, yeah. Yeah. And the reason why I um, ask, people are probably listening to me and going, this is a football season preview. Why is he asking it? Because I, they just played a T20 tournament and wasn't even promoted at all. I know, at and all. no one was there in the stands. How are you supposed to get people to go to a game if you don't actually tell anybody that it's on? It's <laughs> that's, no that's idea. Cricket Australia. Jeez, they just, they just, they just, they're the story that just keeps on coming. They, they'll never, they'll never, ever leave you with nothing to say. Mr. Brooks, can I just say, you are an absolute gun. It was a pleasure to get you back because you are the foremost expert when it comes to the Brisbane Lions. There's a lot of supporters down here from the old Fitzroy days who love everything about what your mob do. They wear the traditional jumper when they come back to Melbourne and then we absolutely love it. So I can't thank you enough, but I have to ask you one question and it's one question only. And if you can remember from last year, you got the question right for $100. Let's see if you can get it right for 200 James Brooks, season 2022 Brisbane Lions previewer. How do you want your footy? I would love it, Lace Out, Peps. Team, listeners, how can you not love this guy? Thanks very much, my friend. Enjoy it. Listen, more, more, more season previews are going to be coming out. Take care. It's a jungle out there. And the Brisbane Lions... 
I think you're going to be going very, very close to getting an extra piece of silverware in the cupboard this year. God, I hope you're right, mate. (laughs) Have a good one. You too, mate. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Place Out. Head over to iTunes and Spotify to subscribe, rate and leave us a review. And remember, join us every single Tuesday night, 8pm Australian Eastern Standard Time, on our Facebook page with yours truly, Christopher Pepper, and the co-host with the most, Jamie Wallace, giving you your footy how you want it. Ace out.